0: 你們還有 Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm here with Nick. That's right. And I'm Jeremy here and we're doing our third or fourth, depending on which order i put them out, interview about the Silmarilli tournament. And in fact, what order do you listen to them? In what order you listen to Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do the introduction again. Welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm here with Nick and that's I'm Jeremy. Right. And we're doing whatever interview you're listening to right now. That's right. Okay, so Nick, this was your first Lord of the Rings tournament? Hobbit Numero tournament?
1: uno, very first. Mm,
0: okay, tell us about, first of all, your first impressions because... That's very interesting to us.
1: Yeah, so I'm a Warhammer. Am I allowed to talk about Warhammer? You can talk about
0: whatever you like and I'll edit it out if I don't like it. But oh, nice. go for it, go for it. Oh, so, so
1: my game of choice originally was Warhammer. And for those of you who play Warhammer, there's been a little bit of uncertainty in the Warhammer scene because the, there's a new edition coming out. People aren't sure whether there's going to be a move to round bases, et cetera, et cetera. So I had a heap of Lord of the Rings stuff at home and I thought, well, I want to keep painting and improving my skills. I might as well paint this stuff. And as you do... I'm sure you listeners know that once you start painting models, you can't really just paint them. You kind of want to play with them. So, Very true. So anyway, I found out there's tournaments and Silmarilli happened to be the first one that I went to. The The biggest thing I noticed about Silmarilli, more so than Warhammer, was the quality of armies and the quality of tables and terrain. The average painting standard of a Lord of the Rings force or a Hobbit force, sorry if I'm offending anyone, is actually probably at the standard of the top quarter of armies that you see at a Warhammer tournament. Most of the painting will be in uh, in the running for a painting prize at a Warhammer tournament.
0: Oh, well, that's fantastic to hear. Mm. And for all us Lord of the Rings and Hobbit players, please don't go move to Warhammer Fantasy because you think you can win their painting prizes. No. But uh, stay with the Lord of the Rings. If you want to do that on the side, go ahead. It's a fun game, so give yeah, it try if you want.
1: And Well, the thing is, there's a lot less models in Lord of the Rings, so I'm sure people spend a lot more time painting their... Their miniatures with um when you've got so few to paint. And also, as well, is the terrain. The terrain was amazing. The quality of tables, you feel like... Uh, it, whenever I've played Lord of the Rings, and maybe I've been spoiled because I've been playing mostly with you, Jeremy, that's exactly why you get into miniature wargaming because you want to play with nice-looking models on nice-looking tables that really immerse you in the game. And I did, didn't did have one game at the Silmarilli where I didn't feel immersed in the game because everything was so painted nicely. All the terrain worked and, and looked really good. So that's definitely the, the big thing that, that Lord of the Rings has that Warhammer is lacking at the moment, yeah.
0: Well, that's fantastic to hear. And maybe if you go back to Warhammer, you can bring that on and, and talk it up and get them to up the game a little
1: bit, I guess. And yeah, well, it's something that I've definitely been doing already on, on the podcast and I think it's something that we really need to focus on as a community, definitely. Mm. Yeah.
0: And if you want to plug your other podcast, you may as well, but I think you've got thousands more listeners than we do. So. Well, we've
1: got a few listeners, but yeah, that's The Dwellers Below, Yeah, which you can find on iTunes or on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, it's worth a listen. It's a nice, humorous podcast. And mm. it, yeah, Good fun. So, game one. Tell us... Oh, no, first first of all, tell us about your list. What did you take Ooh, and why? Yes. Oh, yes.
1: So, I really love Rohan. So, I took All Mounted Rohan because I heard they're a thing. And I heard that Urkenbrand was a bit underpowered and I didn't want to turn up to my first tournament feeling like I was just stomping face with the, you know, the net list. So I took Erkenbrand, uh I took AMR Knight of the Palinor, because the model is amazing and he's really good. And I took Aowin because, well, if you're going to, her name's Aowin, so surely she's not going to lose many games. That's sound logic there. Yeah. And then I took um, Four Sons of Aeol to go with AMR. I took a banner on a red shield and the rest of the army was red shields. And I think I ended up with 17 red shields in total. Okay, so um,
0: solid numbers, all cavalry Rohan, which is pretty good at the moment. Yeah, Lots of shooting there. There's
1: Yeah, also everyone, sorry, I should say, everyone took the throwing spear upgrade because I figured I'm going to a tournament, I'm not going to know the rules very well. I might as well just take all the models are essentially the same. Yep, so. that makes a lot of sense.
0: I, d- I took the same logic, not because it was my first tournament, because it's
1: yeah. easy to know how to do it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so first round, Ooh, first you play? round. Oh, what army did you play against?
1: I played against the Three Hunters list, which I was surprised to see. I thought at a tournament level, you wouldn't see lots of mini hero warbands. But this one had about nine models, I think, in it. And it had uh, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, um, who was Isildur's heir as well, um, which I think makes him better. He synergizes better with the other two. Yes. And then there was the special character with the banner. um, Uh,
0: That's Halborad.
1: Yeah, with Aragorn's banner. And then another special character... That synergized quite well. I can't remember what his name was. Was
0: it a man, a dwarf? Or it was a
1: guy, yeah, it was a man. It was some special ranger, and then um, the rest were just rangers of the north. A
0: okay, special ranger might have been Aragorn's dad. Did he have a beard look like David no, Jones? No, no, was that, no. It
1: wasn't Arathorn. Maybe it was just another ranger of the north. Anyway, the rest were all rangers of the north, so it was an yep. all-hero warband, uh, which was... I think it would have been a relatively tough matchup for me, except I was playing the Gumby and he'd never played before. Oh, uh, that helps. Yeah. So the thing that I was really aware of was that his shooting, even though I had a lot of shots, his was better than mine. I mm-hmm. mean, Legolas has an auto hit and he's also got three shots and then all the Rangers hitting on threes. So he, what I was really worried about was him shooting the horses out of my Riders of Rohan because that stops him in combat. And also the heroes, that meant that they wouldn't be where I needed them to be. But as it turned out, I was able to shoot a couple of ranges of the North off, surround the warband and then pick off heroes individually. He moved Gimli forward and I was able to surround him with three Sons of Aeol and then I was able to pick off different parts of the warband individually. So I ended up with with quite a big win because it was to the death, I think.
0: Yes, the one where you have to break them, kill their leader, and get the banner.
1: Yeah, so I didn't kill the leader because mm-hmm. that was Aragorn, and I was really scared of Aragorn.
0: Yeah, like, that's a fair point. He's he's tough to kill.
1: Yeah, especially with that free might point, he can just strike up and make sure he's winning the combats. And you know, he he may die eventually, but you know, you're going to lose a lot of models going after him. So I figured just take the rest and and leave him on his own.
0: It's pretty safe. Do you know what kind of victory you got on that one?
1: I got the
0: second bit. I think a crushing. Crushing's the biggest. Major was the second biggest one.
1: Yeah, I think Major. Because I well, I yep. got the banner. I Did broke break? him. Didn't break. Okay. The only thing I didn't get was a leader. So maybe. So was... you would have got crushing because yeah.
0: he would have got zero points. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he didn't get anything out of me, and and um, I got a lot out of him. So. And you
0: got two thirds of his characters killed because they're all
1: the only thing left was Aragorn. So yep.
0: So you got two thirds of the character. You got kill the the banner because there's no well Halberat had a banner. Yeah,
1: wouldn't banner. Of Arwen evenstar. Or something. Yes.
0: Yes. So that's a pretty solid result. First up, Mm. uh, Gumby bashing. It's a good way to start your tournament. It is
1: a very good way to start the tournament. So Mm. unfortunately, what happens when you win big first round is you end up playing someone else who won big and I moved on to playing Patrick. Um, Was it? Yeah, it is Patrick. Yep. Patrick had a really... When I saw the table and then I saw the army and then he told me what it did, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a very tough game. So we're on the table for those who were there, that had all forests. So, yes. there was there was very small gaps between the forests. And I figure all cavalry doesn't really like that many forests.
0: No, you prefer to stay away from it where possible. Mm.
1: And then he had a spider list. So, he had Shelob, he had a Spider Queen, he had quite a few mini spiders. I don't know if they were Mirkwood They're spiders. called giant
0: spiders. Yep. And I think he had about eight of them or so. We talked about it in Kylie's episode. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then some... Um, Maury goblin captains and some um, stalkers and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, there
0: were. Uh, I talked about it before as well. I forgot the bat swarms last time I did. It. Yeah, so so there was a couple bat swarms. There were the two special character goblins that synergize well with the beasts, and then yep. there was a handful of prowlers. Some yeah, some with bow, some with shield. I think.
1: Yeah, and so I, I kind of underestimated the strength of the army. Like I knew they would be more mobile than me because they're movement ten, then they ignore terrain. So he was going to dictate where the fights were. So what I figured is, I think I thought the spiders would be squishier. And I was kind of going to launch it with my Sons of Aol, but he got a few lucky wins in the combat, was able to throw a few of my riders around, knocking people off horses and stuff. And he's certainly a good player, or what I imagine is a good player. So he he managed to use his mobility and, and use his tricks that I didn't really see coming because I didn't really know what they did because I'm, I'm very new to the game. So things like he'd, he'd move in with the Spider Queen and drop her little spiderlings yes, to, the to block space. Yeah, mm. broodlings and just really good movement, use of the magic as well to to strengthen Shelob and to strengthen the spider queen and that sort of thing. And that was domination, which is where you, you take the objectives. So he was able to sit back on a couple of ob- objectives and come forward and take my objectives because he could pick off the fights because he was so much quicker than me. But yeah, really, it was a really good learning curve for me, I think. Um, yeah. What I probably should have done was sat back even more and just shot and shot and shot until I cleaned up enough of the warband that I could then comfortably go forward and move up and take the objectives.
0: That's a solid strategy. That's probably what I would have done if I was taking the Rohan because yeah. the thing is he can enrage the beast. So any spider he puts out there, even if you think you can get it, he can enrage it. It becomes super powerful. It yeah. might lose a wound after being enraged, but it'll kill whatever it gets in contact with. Yeah. And it's really quite nasty.
1: I'm, well, I I think I played it relatively well given the mistake I made early in not spreading out. Once he, once we were engaged, I managed to kill the Spider Queen and then I got Shelob down to one wound. So I feel like had I killed Shelob, then the rest of the army probably collapses a little bit. There's not much left in the force. I
0: agree that there's, once you've got to that point and once the, I think it's Druzag is out of his, his enraged beast, mm. it doesn't have a huge amount... And things like spiders and bat swarms don't actually like being hit by Riders of Rohan. So if mm. you win the combat, they die.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was finding that once I was winning the combat, which I wasn't doing often because he was creating the combats in his favor, as you do with good play. Once I was winning them, they were falling apart and collapsing. My favorite little trick though, was I caught a heroic combat with Aon and Aomer and he ran into she- Shelob and there wasn't room for another cavalry base. So, and this is probably... Um, pretty standard for most players but I was pretty happy with it is I jumped off the horse with Eowyn because she'd done the heroic strike and she was at fight 8 or 10 or something really high and I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to sneak into that and I didn't end up winning the fight because he rolled better than I did but I thought that was a good little trick. That's a
0: fantastic move and it's not one that a lot of people think of. Like, I still mm. surprise people with that move and I've done it with with heroes before and yes, you lose your horse most of the time but... It's often worth it and they haven't thought about the 25 mil base. So they'll yeah. think about 40, they'll block it off really nicely and you just jump off your horse after heroic combat and get in.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, that's exact what the, exactly what the case was when, um, when I did that. A.M.O. went in to get his charge bonus and the strength 5. I and mean, then A.O.N. was just there to just be, hey, I'm fight I'm 10. Fight yeah, yeah, so it worked really well. So I ended up losing that game and I think it was quite big because I didn't get any objectives at all. Um, because I just lost too many models yep. in, the, in yep. the grind with the spiders and those sorts of things. but And they
0: had a heap of speed, so they would have got most of the objective, if not all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one he didn't get was the one that we were fighting over because we were both there. Yep. Uh, but I, I learned quite a bit from that game. Uh, Patrick's
0: so. a really good player and he came third, I think, and he, he's really good at thinking outside the box. So mm. he's one that, that he is really hard to beat and, and knows his stuff. So, yeah. yeah, to learn from it and to have a good idea what you do next time, that's a, a good start.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. certainly. So it got
0: pushed back down.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, pinballing. So you yep. go up and down. So mm-hmm. I, I went back down and I ended up playing Sean Rosato. Ah, Sean Rosato. And we'd been um we'd been trash talking a little bit over um the Facebooks. Yep, yeah. Tell um, me
0: a bit about this because this is something that we don't normally do on our scene.
1: Yeah, so um well I heard there was an award for trash talk. Um uh Josh mentioned it early um when he was talking about the Simarilli prizes. I'm like, oh, well, trash talk's always a bit of fun, so I just started posting some stuff on Facebook, and and it was good because the community responded really well. I wasn't sure whether I'd be like ostracised from the community or whatever. Anyway, um, on the Great British Hobbit League, they talk about get buff battle reports. Yep, where the loser has to do the amount of push ups and that is the difference in in victory points. Mm-hmm. And so Sean and I played at Games Workshop a little while ago, so I felt like I knew him well enough to kind of call him out and um, have a chat about that. And so we decided that the loser would have to do some push-ups depending on how much they lost by. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because in-game, I felt like Sean was a little bit stressed, not because he was worried about losing the game, but because he was worried about having to do push-ups. I don't think he was very confident in his push-up ability. I don't
0: think he he'd trained for the push-ups too much. I think he was training his army rather than the
1: push-ups. Yeah, so. that's right. And it was probably um, worked in my favor a little bit. But this was, I'm not sure what the scenario is called, the um, get to the middle <laughs> I
0: am the worst at scenario names and I think it's hold ground that's or right. that's something right. about the
1: ground. It's start on the edge, get to the middle. Just just on scenario names, how do you say the one where you've got to get off the table? I say reconnoiter. You know that's reconnoiter. Is it? Yeah, it's a French word mm-hmm. meaning like to observe ground. Okay, say it again. Reconnoiter. Reconnoiter. So, this okay. is something that I've seen and really makes me angry about yeah, the Hobbit No, Yeah, no, no, I'm... I'm- is it's like everyone says reconnoiter on all the podcasts and yep. all, and I'm like, no, it's reconnoiter. Okay, I'll change that. That's good. Yeah. So, all of you listeners, reconnoiter. I was telling all the boys at Games Workshop that as well. No, so- that's that's
0: good because. Look, I don't have any French background, so I mm. took, a, took a fair guess at it, and I think I think I might have listened to someone else say it, to be honest, and mm. I've heard some other ways of, of saying it as well, so mm. I'm going to listen to this podcast over and over again and try and, and yeah, get it right, um, and then tease other people.
1: That's right, that's right. So, we were playing Hold Ground, and I got... I I, hear, I heard later on, this is what happens quite often in hold ground. But anyway, I won the role for priority, which I think you always want to lose in this scenario. Generally, yes. Because yep. what ended up happening is two of my warbands came on and then one, Sean got to choose and he put them behind a wall. So I actually had nowhere to move and cavalry never want to get stuck anywhere. And then his two warbands, he used might to actually surround that warband, which... I was okay with because that was my smallest warband and my least punchy hero. So, that was Ao Win. Yep. um, But in this game, she was Ao lose Uh. because I just couldn't punch through his two warbands and he ended up getting the points there. But what I figured was he's also stuck in this scenario so I can try and shoot him off and and pick off um, parts of his army and Mm -hmm. hopefully the game will end before he has time to get to the middle. So I was sitting on the objective, but what I didn't do, and this is what Sean said later, is I should have sat on the six inch line of the objective, not right on the objective, because that would have meant that he had, he didn't have any space to get guys into the middle. So anyway, he ended up getting enough people on the objective and the game ended up ending in such a way that, Um, He had more dudes on the objective than I did. And if you want to see push-ups, you can go on the Facebook page because they're definitely there. (laughs) So, how many did you have to do? So, I had to do 12. 12 Um, push-ups. So, that was a
0: crushing loss or a minor
1: loss? I think it's um, maybe a major, not quite a crushing.
0: Okay. yep, because you had some points, didn't you? You Yeah. So, it was 22
1: to to 10. Okay. So, you got some points there. And I don't know if it's a solid plan, but what I planned to do, the turn before I chucked some... Riders of Rohan and, and things away in the attempt to end the game. Because I think had it ended the turn before, I think it would have been a 10-8 to me or something like yeah. that. But then because I lost those riders and I didn't win and the game didn't end, he had so many more guys that he could move on to the objective and, and then get yeah. the points for
0: one. One strategy there is to basically push, yeah, six inches away or six and a half inches away. or mm. So your guys are on the line, but his aren't? Yeah, and then you just basically put a wall of guys there and hope the game ends at some point yeah and then that you've got the only one on the objective and that yeah. that can get the result there but it's it's one that if the game goes on for infinitely long it yeah. basically means whoever's got the most models left was yeah, going to we- win it
1: eventually and and what i was thinking what i thought about later was he was an all infantry force and mine was all cavalry obviously what i should have done is put all the models on the objective that I could and then the extra seven that I needed to lose to end the game just chuck them in quite quickly yep. and because he wouldn't have had enough turns to get across it would have taken him four turns to get across yes yes so I would have I, what I probably should have done was delay and and guard space but allow him to kill those seven and then hopefully end the game yep. quicker in that and because
0: way. you've got irkenbrand your courage is pretty strong so yeah. that, that's a, a solid strategy it's it always feels a bit counterintuitive when you do that, but it's it's definitely a way that you could have done that against a, an infantry horde. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um. And his list was Harad, I think, which had, it had the Whipmaster that gets your free might yep, points task back. Yeah, Yep. Um. And the guy sitting on the palanquin, the king. Yeah, the it?
0: golden king. He's called.
1: Yeah. And he had, I think, he had a ring wraith as well. Hmm. Um, yes,
0: the betrayer. That's yep.
1: right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, a good game. Yep. I, I learned again. I learned quite a bit from that. But what I feel is, I probably want to lose priority in
0: that first turn yeah everyone wants to lose priority in that turn yeah i don't know the stats on it but i feel that i win the vast majority of my games that i lose priority that that turn yeah and i probably only win about about maybe just under half that i lose it and yeah and i usually get pretty good results so it's yeah it's it, it's one that after the first turn you can usually tell who's gonna win
1: yeah and yeah once he's surrounded that war band i'm like mm, that's that's nearly a third of my force it's gonna be i'm gonna be pushing stuff uphill yep from this point so you're
0: right probably getting the the break really quickly then that he's taking Mm. advantage of it he's concentrating on beating you up yeah sacrifice some force and
1: yeah hopefully the game ends early enough but is that one that's normally at tournaments if it's it seems quite an unbalanced one if if you do lose it's kind of like in Warhammer the Watchtower where you only need one model in the Watchtower to win the game and it's it's not very representative of good play often
0: it is. The the rule six rule book scenarios we've got at the moment tend to turn up in various orders at tournaments pretty much all the time now. And look, to be honest, the only one that I really like out of them is domination. I feel mm. that every army has a really good chance there and there's enough going on. Yeah. Um but the rest of them they just they just don't have it all 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 there. And that yep. one that one's probably the most extreme where yep. you can almost decide first turn, which is very unusual for for one of our games. You normally... Yeah. takes a long time to do that. And I, I've had tournaments where people put it the last round and it's yeah. just been almost decided on their dice roll for priority. And that's yep. that's really disappointing if they choose to put it last round of a tournament. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll prefer... Look, my ideal tournament would be four rounds, five rounds, six rounds of domination, but yep. no one seems to want to put that up there.
1: Yeah. And, and certainly there's some... Scenarios that we play in Warhammer that don't ever get put on the last round for that very reason that yep. you can end up having a game that's not well balanced and decides the tournament, which is always disappointing.
0: There was a book called Allegiance of Middle Earth, uh, yep. many years ago, it was our last tournament book, and it had twelve scenarios and only one of them was, was basically like that. So you okay. had eleven really solid scenarios and then the I think it was Seize the Prize where it was basically you rolled off to see who well if you have cavalry automatically won it, but yep. If you're faster than your opponent, you'll get to the middle first, dig up a prize and run away. Yeah. But that one I thought I thought was better for the tournaments, because there's a lot more to choose from. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping for another tournament book at some point. But a lot of tournaments have ended up writing their own scenarios
1: and just yeah. changed them. So, so they wouldn't work with the new rules, the that tournament book that you're They
0: about? they don't have the war set up, so you just okay. have to put that in. But you'd modify them slightly. What a lot of tournament organizers do for the I think it's Hold Ground, the scenario you just played is like maybe make a modification for it. Mm-hmm. So one of the popular modifications we have is you basically alternate warband deployment. Yep. So you roll for one, you roll for another, roll for another, which tends to help out quite yep. a bit because the problem is if someone puts on all their forces and then you get your whole force to react, whereas yep. if I put on one, I roll whatever, I get the one that doesn't come on, then you put on one. Mm. At least I can then react to it and say, okay, you've put on one to threaten me, I'll guard my flank with another one. And yeah. And then you've got a bit more options.
1: And... Uh, when I played practice games with that, Damien and I just found that that worked better. It was it made a better game. It was a more fun game, um, but obviously not very good tournament practice because that's not how I was done at Silmarilli. Really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you lost that round. Yeah, had to do the push ups, which I don't think you're too worried about.
1: No, no, push ups didn't really worry me. I was happy to do handstand push ups or something else if mm. if they wanted to. Talk with one that hand up. or two hand. Uh, two hands for the handstand push-ups Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. hand uh, Got a little bit more practice to go Okay, fair enough
0: So, so, so One win Two losses so far Going into round four
1: mm, And then I got to play Tim mm-hmm. Who was a supreme gentleman He um, is, yes Yeah, he had He was dressed very nicely as well He looked like Doctor Who
0: Yeah, he often does that And it's It's often an accident, but this time I think it was intentional. I believe he actually put a bit of effort into the costume.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Um, And he had an all-troll list, so he had um, a troll chieftain. I think he's a named guy. It's called Birdo, yes. Yep. Um, But that was his only hero, and then he had nine trolls and two spectres.
0: Uh, Six cave trolls. Six, okay. And two spectres, which were half-trolls, yes.
1: Yep. Um, And this was just the perfect game for me, because I looked at it, and when I was analyzing each game because I don't know um, the armies very well. I go, is this army faster than me? Yes or no. No, it wasn't. Does this army outshoot me? Yes or no. And no it didn't. So in my mind, perfect matchup. Yep. Really, really good matchup. So what I was able to do was sit back and essentially shoot because it was Lords of Battle. So you take wounds, yes. you get battle, uh, you get victory points. Um, so I just waited until I killed the specters because even though my um, my courage was really good, I didn't want to take the chance of him sucking a hero towards me and then surrounding it with trolls. That's a really solid move. Yeah, they're, they're the biggest threat. Mm. And so I just shot them off. It took me a few turns because you're winning on sixes and Rohan's not that great at shooting. You just got a lot of shots. And then I was able to sort of lead his trolls on a bit of a dance and strike when I could isolate a troll and surround it. So kill it and then run away or just over... The number of turns that I played, I managed to shoot off one or I think two trolls I shot off um, and then two I managed to kill in combat. And so when the, when we ran out of time and the game ended, he, I think he had one troll left and um, the troll chieftain yep. left as well. So um, I, I really enjoyed that game because I was able to pretty much complete free, freedom to control the game. And I feel like I played it very well. I feel like I used... I chose my moments to strike really well. I used my might points really well. And just, yeah, I just really enjoyed the game. And, and the thing that I was particularly pleased with was Tim as a sport, often in tournaments that I've played in Warhammer, if you've got an avoidant shooty army, uh, it it's a it's a very poor game and, and the opponent has every right to get a little bit stroppy. It's kind of frowned upon, mm-hmm. but that's how Rohan plays. And yeah, Tim, that's their army. he's like, well, this is just how the army plays and i knew i'd get bad matchups and when you get bad matchups you just sort of got to take it on the chin so mm. um, i was yeah i was really doubly pleased with with tim himself because he was just such a good sport about it yeah
0: i find that that's people don't mind the avoidance list so much in in lord of the rings because we do have ways of countering it and mm-hmm. and tim chose an army list that could have absolutely amazing matchups there's sometimes when he'll just rip through an army and yep. and absolutely kill them and then there's times like the game against you where he basically has to hope for a lucky combat win or hope yep. that his Spectres. I'm surprised he let you even get a shot at the Spectres because mm-hmm. they operate at full effectiveness behind a wall. So they don't need line of sight for their spell. Yeah. So they could have just hid behind there, basically hid his army and then waited for you to come forward and mm. um, denied some points, maybe through some rocks with the trolls and see if he can knock a guy off a horse or Yeah. But um there's there's options there for it. And even then he can throw a couple marches with Birder and just push mm. the push trolls into the Rohan's face and then wait for
1: yeah, and, and I'd split up in sort of three or four separate yep. corners or with my war band. So I went with uh, Aeoma and the Sons of Aeol around trying to get around his flank. And then I had uh, my riders with the other heroes split into sort of three and he had to choose where to go. And so he was yep. using marches to go towards my Sons of Aeol. And, but that Movement 12 is just so handy because you can sit... Two full turns away, knowing that you've got AMR or a captain nearby to be able to heroic move away if you need to. Yes. Um so it was just ended up working so well mm-hmm. for me because you can hit with the Sons of Ale, or pierce, and then just run away. So um yeah, I really enjoyed that game. It was, oh, it was fantastic. A lot
0: of fun. So you got a win in the end. Two wins, two losses is pretty good for a first outing. So mm. that's that's a solid showing there. Uh placings.
1: So I think I came 22nd.
0: I think so. I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, I noticed you were ahead of two of our
1: regulars, I David did that and Matthew Ton. Um, so yeah. I was pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah, I was I was very disappointed in those two cuz they 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 should be doing better, but uh, yeah. yeah, well done. That's yeah. a good well, good you. placing.
1: But no, I really I had a great great Sunday. I really enjoyed the tournament. Everyone that I met there was um, fantastic and I'm looking forward to coming back to more actually. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. Mm.
0: Yeah, we've got lots coming up including our Masters Tournament yeah, in uh, and July. So, Yeah,
1: so I just realized I can add a few other things to a Rohan list with, uh, but I don't want to reveal too much. Just no, yet. don't give
0: it too away. You don't want people planning against you. No, not at all. Threatened by your 22nd and need to, to design a list
1: to beat you. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, there's some tricks up the sleeve mm. I reckon. Yep.
0: And any awards, did you get any prizes at all?
1: I did end up getting a prize oh, So I ended up with uh, the Thorin Oakenshield Award for Overconfidence Because I was pretty much posting a couple times a day About how I was going to smash regular players and, and just beat everyone at Lord of the Rings Um, So yep. yeah, that's what I was aiming for anyway um, Oh,
0: good on you So walk away with a prize and it's a good one to win mm, Definitely definitely. Yeah, you definitely definitely became quite a presence on our Facebook page And, and yeah. ruffled some feathers, which was good
1: Yeah, definitely
0: yeah. So thank you very much For your time Nick Thank and, you um, listeners remember Traps win games See you next time See you soon Thank you for listening To the Green Dragon Podcast Please be advised That the Green Dragon Podcast Is not suitable for children The elderly Pregnant women Those with a history Of heart conditions Or anyone expecting To receive worthwhile advice You can contact us On the Green Dragon Podcast At gmail.com Yes it has an S at the end Or our Facebook page The Green Dragon Podcast We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.